0: Welcome to Rural Minnesota Radio, a collaboration between the Center for Rural Policy and Development and Minnesota State University, Mankato. I'm Jim Gullikson and joining me by phone is Brad Finstead. He's the president of the Center for Rural Policy and Development, and uh, probably pretty tired today...
1: As most are that have been uh, observing or a part of state government.
0: Yeah. So uh, we're recording this on the Friday after everything got wrapped up in St. Paul at the legislature, and um, it went pretty late. It went till about, what, 3.30 this morning?
1: It was about 3.30 in the morning, yep, uh, and this was the special session. The uh, regular session ended Monday, Monday night at midnight, and the governor called the legislature back into session. They were uh, close to finishing up some deals towards the end of regular session and there's just a certain amount of time it just takes for the legislature to process bills and uh, so now we're here at the end of the week with a completed and adjourned session and uh, now it's trying to figure out what the heck just happened
0: well and and uh, we still have to wait and see what happens with the uh, potential veto pen right I mean he he might not sign some of this this stuff right
1: you're you're correct so there's a few bills that were passed during the regular session which the governor then would have three days to act upon and those bills that were passed during the special session uh i believe he has 14 days to act upon so there will be a little bit of waiting game you know the governor's office will have chance to review and go over uh those bills he can line item finance items but not policy so if there's enough policy that he doesn't like he could veto the entire bill which would most likely trigger the need to meet again in some sort of special session. There's things that are in bills that I know uh, both the Republicans and the Democrats have found very, uh, um, you know, almost offensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I guess in the spirit of compromise, maybe that's partly what that means: is you gotta, you know, take the good and the bad and, and hope uh, that you can make light of of the good to uh, to you know move state government forward. So. Uh, yeah it's not perfect legislative uh, actions usually aren't perfect and uh, we saw that this session once again Uh,
0: what does it mean in your estimation for rural Minnesota I mean how did rural Minnesota come out on all this
1: well I I think pretty good Uh, record-setting transportation bill that uh, puts record dollar amounts towards uh, roads and bridges uh, in rural Minnesota A uh, bonding bill that's over a a billion dollars that has quite a few projects spread across rural Minnesota. Uh, An education bill that puts uh, 400 plus more million dollars into education, uh, over two and two in the formula. Um, Also a tax bill that takes a look at school referendums and how farmland and egg land is taxed. I know that's something that the rural communities have been pushing for. Uh, And then the jobs bill that looks at uh, workforce housing and uh, a few of the other issues that, uh, you know, rural communities had asked for. Uh, But I think from a rural perspective, um, going into session, there was a strong focus on rural Minnesota. It was reflective in the way the governor and the House and the Senate uh, compromised and got to these final bills. And and we're seeing results now that, you know, will positively affect rural Minnesota.
0: All right. Well, Brad, always a pleasure. And uh, uh, you might want to get some sleep.
1: <laughs> sounds
0: great. Uh, Brad Finstad is the president of the Center for Rural Policy and Development, and this has been Rural Minnesota Radio. We'll catch you next week.